Some people they drink too much Some people don't drink enough Some people are just like me All right, uh, welcome back to Coctology, uh, part of the Pull Tab Sports Network, a place where you can gather in a safe space and talk about what you need cocktails for, whether it's uh, to deal with your day or just have a great time with your friends and family. We're going to get into uh, topics that help with that. Today, our topic is on what you need for your home bar, or at least what a suggestion would be for home bar, and it ranges from... Um, what alcohol to have on hand, mixers, glassware, equipment, etc. And we'll try and have a little fun talking about the various items that make the grade. You want to start, kid? Or yeah, we of course we have Charlie, the chemist. Hello, hello, avid drinker. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Sorry. <laughs> Turned twenty-one a month and a half ago, and he's been labeled um, Harrison, the Oki cowboy. Never drinks. Ever. Can't. Never. Not legally. It's illegal, so I'd never do it. And, right. uh, of course, Mark, another one of the owners. See? There you go. Um, so I have a little cocktailogy story now. A little story about cocktails since we last met. So I had three kind of normal op- opportunities to have cocktails, right? Wedding. Two weddings. And... You guys have all been to weddings. It's usually maybe a host, wine and beer and cash. So one of them was that. One of them was just all hosted. Um, but, you know, that's not really a good cocktail, right? All right. So you're getting the most bland, quick mix you can. And they were serving Tangray, which I like Tangray. Um, so I was having um, Tangray tonics. Uh, the second or the first wedding we went to, also had the uh, signature drink from the bride and groom. It was a elderberry vodka lemonade, something or other. I didn't have one, um, but they were a big hit. And about ten o'clock, most people had been well overserved, <laughs> so they enjoyed them. Uh, and those two events were fine. Um, in, in contrast, now here's where the shameless plug comes in. My son was in town. Both my sons were in town for the wedding and ethan got in he's our youngest um on a thursday we were available on a thursday he came with shell and i my wife over to lucky guys we hadn't been there harrison was there i was there guy was there wasn't crazy busy we sat outside it was perfect night and you know we ordered a, a cocktail which was far and away different from the wedding i had the dude abides which is a Awesome drink, as did Ethan. I think Shell had a vodka tonic. Um, and that was fun, and it was, okay, this is not a, just your average drink. We're having a fun time. But in classic guy style, he brought out six different bottles of stuff, and we had a little miniature <laughs> tasting, and it was awesome. And I think that's, to me, what has been fun about this and about cocktailogy and having cocktails, that we just had this ex- spontaneous – Ethan, my son, was just – Eating it up. I mean, it was just great. We had what'd you what'd you bring out? You brought out a, a walnut liqueur. Yep. The chocolate liqueur. The yep. triple sack. Oh yep. my god. And then Shell's a big chocolate and orange fan, as am I. And so we had a little next to the two. Then, yeah. you, then you had your your bartender mixologist whipping stuff up. It was just it was such a fun experience for 
cocktails and it was so spontaneous that it was just like, okay, I could just do this every day. Well, I think the funny thing about those specialty liqueurs is you don't even know how much you like them because no one's giving you the chance to try them. Yeah. You know, you're not, you, you don't go sit down and a uh, bartender goes, here, let me give you a little taste of this brand new thing that we got in. Not, they're just, it's, you know, because generally it's not the owner. Right. He's and, not that interested in your experience. And to kind of bring it back to what you wanted to talk about, it's not stuff you would, you're buying for your home bar generally. You know, you're buying a $40 bottle of walnut liqueur for a drink that you're going to make twice, twice, right? Yeah. So it was just, it was fun. So thank you for that. It was a yeah, good time. Yeah, for sure. That was fun. It was fun to see Ethan and just see him laugh and laugh and laugh. That was a fun night. How did that uh, walnut liqueur? What's how, that? How did it turn out? I haven't tried it yet. Yeah, it turned out great. So we were lucky. Uh, Dr. Will Anderson from the University of Minnesota, who uh, I believe is the head of the botany or at least plant sciences. Um, one day he and uh, a couple of his colleagues popped in to they were just happened to be in Hudson. They popped in and they said, you wouldn't have any need or desire to have black walnuts, would you? And black walnut liqueur is actually made with the shells, which mm. we'll eventually get to. Didn't but I, but I knew that if we took the walnut, you know, meat, the hearts of the, the nuts and put it into a liqueur or into a neutral, it would, it would pull flavor out of it. And the coolest thing, of course, because they're scientists and uh, much smarter than I am. They had all of the varieties of the black walnuts separated. So I separated them all, kept them separate when I put the, the heavy spirit on it to pull the flavor out. And so each one, I think there's Ibiza, uh, Noir, oh, not going to remember the other two, but anyway, Noir, the reason I remember that one, of course, it's French for the word black, but it, it was unbelievably good. And all I did was leave it, um, soak for two weeks and believe me i'm telling you this so that you can do this at home you can take a bottle of regular vodka and soak any fruit or nut or vegetable in it and in two to three weeks it's going to taste like that vegetable mm. fruit or nut and you should do it you don't even need to do a whole bottle take a small little pint jar yeah or anything that'll seal up that's bigger than a cup fill it with whatever you want to infuse cover it in vodka and Put it in the you know fridge for three weeks, and when you come back, it'll be amazing. There's a dude on TikTok who does that, and he'll do like weird stuff. Like he did bubble gum, and it didn't turn out. But like he doesn't use much; it's just in a small mason jar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's for easy, sure, something that. you can do at home. But our, our friend Polly did that with candy corn. I bet it worked. It did. But anyway, the the, the point the Dr. Anderson and his team were in. They gave me that. I turned around, and all I did was cut it to thirty proof and add. The, the proper amount of simple syrup to make it a liqueur and leaving it at 30 proof means that it, you don't have to worry about it spoiling. Um, and at the same time, it's low enough where you can, you know, sip it pretty easily and not have to worry about, uh, or being over the top. But since, since you touched on that subject, let's, let's talk about the alcohol that is important when you talk about a home bar. Um, and Harrison, you can rattle off the five. A five, tequila, rum, gin, whiskey, vodka. Yeah, those are five that you absolutely need to build most standard things. Dennis. Yeah, and <laughs> as Charlie mentioned, within the whiskey family. Yeah, it's there's a pretty lot diverse. There. There's scotch whiskeys, Irish whiskeys, bourbon whiskeys, rye whiskeys. It's kind of just, you need to find the one that you like, and then that's your essential. 
Yeah, because in Canada, you know, Canadian whiskey too. Yeah, you can't make Canadian whiskey outside of Canada. Canada, you can't make bourbon whiskey outside the United States. Scotch, Irish whiskey are all the same, but they do have particulates to them, particularities to them because of where they're made. Uh, bourbon is primarily corn, uh, which is an American product. You know, the Indians cultivated maize for a long time before we got here. And in Canada, rye is the most heavily grown grain because it grows in that climate so well. That's why they use it in their whiskey. In both uh, Ireland and Scotland, it'll be primarily barley. Those affect the flavors dramatically. So you're you're 100% right. Like even with scotch, people go, I hate scotch. Eh, You hate the scotch that you had. Right. You could probably find one that you liked if you like whiskey at all. If you don't like whiskey, you're not going to like any scotch whiskey, but... Um, but those are the five things and it probably matters unless you're drinking a lot of it, you should probably spend up a little bit on the bottle, at least by a mid range, um, spirit, you know, Tanqueray is a great, very mainstream, acceptable gin. Um, you know, if you dip down into the Kharkovs and the white wolves of the world for vodka, you're, you're not tasting a great spirit. You don't have to blow a lot of money on Too, too many heads and tails. Yeah. That's a fact. Rum, I might even tell you to go go big on the rum. Yeah. Expensive rum is really good. Ron Rico is not. Not so much. And you got to pick between the lights and the darks. Yeah. And the spiced. What's in the spiced rum, Harrison? Oh, man. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. Clove. Mm-hmm. Clove. Cardamom. I can't say that one. Yes, you can. Why? I just, I feel like I say it wrong. Say it, say it. He held the phone over and said, say how do you pronounce it. this? I, say it one more time. Cardamom. Cardamom. Yeah, how else it. would you say it? Nailed it. Nailed it. You did it. Cardamom. Cardamom. Anyway. But when you, when you talk about spiced rum, you bring up the fact that after you get past the main five things, there's places where you need to go. Bitters. Wide variety of bitters these days. There, he did it. I knew these he would. These days. And it's true. Um, we specifically use Dash Fire, which is another local. We like to support local. Um, Dash Fire is on the west side of the metro here, but we put together a blend uh, that they actually allowed us to to blend ourselves. So it's our blend for our old fashions. And we make a lot of old fashions. But one of the separate ones they said was it was a bitter made with fennel and fig. Oh my god, that was one good. was really good. And so I bought a bottle of that just to use myself. But you can, I mean, you can make it spicy bitters, you can make it fruity bitters, you can make it really herbaceous. Bitters is a big one. Find a place that carries more than Angostura and take a chance on something else. Yeah. You'll enjoy. I hear a lot about rhubarb bitters. That sounds right up my alley i want to try that yeah we've got some at work right now that i have not cut it's from some organic rhubarb that we have but speaking of spicy joe mama's salsa is a pull tab sports sponsor this month and i've had it my favorite part about it is it's made in river falls oh yeah go falcons right shout out wisconsin um we got you're a falcon i'm a falcon baby we're, we're obviously on that side of the river, but uh, they run, they're running their business out of Woodbury. I always support local when I'm given a chance because we hope people support local. So if you're looking for a good spicy salsa, because we're staying spicy, look for Joe Mama's. Do it. Nice work. Number one, hopefully of many, 
This is huge. It's huge. Getting on to other things you need to have besides the the main alcohols, uh, you're going to want some liqueurs. And whether it's a walnut liqueur, see, I mean, if you make a walnut old fashioned, you got to, uh, but it, you know, Harrison, you brought up that simple syrup is a big deal. Just something with sugar. Like even, you could probably do something with just sugar cubes, but. Yeah, but they don't dilute that well. There's a bar I work at that uses sugar cubes and they're old fashions and they want you to like put the sugar cube in the bottom, put bitter on top of it to sort of soften it, and then you muddle. And I get that that's like the historic way to do it is with the sugar cube in the old fashioned, but it just doesn't dilute very well in the little bit of water you use or the alcohol that you use. So I, I just get, I don't know if it's any sweeter. I haven't tried it that way yet, but just I just on the see bottom. all that sugar on the bottom and I'm like, what's the point? Yeah. So I would say like the simple syrup is probably the better way to go or even like agave is on the come up as yep. a sweetener. I've heard and we that's... have made a brown, just a brown sugar simple syrup. Ooh. Just the same way you make regular simple syrup where you boil one part water, one part sugar together until yeah. it's dissolved. I was going to say, don't buy simple syrup because literally you put a saucepan on the stove, take a cup of sugar and a cup of water, heat it until it bubbles and okay. let it cool. A cup yeah. of sugar and a cup of water. Okay. Yep. One to one. Do you have to put it in the fridge when you're... You should. Yeah. And refrigerate it. It'll last for almost a month. Um, so I always I always tell people make it in small quantities. Sure. You know, quarter cup. I mean, it takes less than 10 minutes to make this. So, um, but simple. I mean, you could also have a syrup king. Also, yeah. I mean, we've got a syrup king over at... Uh, Lucky guys. Shout out Joe. Shout out Joe. Yeah. Not Shout Joe out. Mama. Joseppe. Joseppe is always making the syrups for us. It's another way to infuse flavors that you definitely would, maybe you're like me, where you like things spicy all the time. Um, you know, Michelle, my wife, came up with the habanero syrup that has become our signature Stable. almost. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of in the same vein as making your own flavored vodkas, is making a flavored simple syrup is really easy because once you get it up to that boil you just throw in any fruits or peppers or spices or whatever and you let it steep and the fact that it's almost boiling draws flavor out of it right and the longer you let it sit the more it will more keep pulling yeah um and speaking of that that's one of the things that i think people have at least they've told us that they really love about lucky guys um is that when they come in and we've got something new they can have a little taste without you don't have to risk buying the whole drink. You yeah, can yeah. have a little taste of the walnut liqueur and then decide if you want to have a walnut old fashioned. Or um, we made a that rhubarb uh, simple syrup that we've made the rhubarb flip out of. And it's, these are things that aren't always going to be on the menu. So if you want to try the rhubarb flip or you want to try the walnut liqueur, you need to come and see us soon because when it's gone, sometimes it's gone. Yeah, um, we're not. There's some things we want to make seasonally. Um, that will disappear in the winter or seasonally that will disappear in the summer. Well, and the walnut guy's not walking in the front door every day with a, with a bush bag of walnuts. walnuts. I know. I so know. take it when you can get it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay. So other liqueurs that you're going to want to keep on hand. Um, I'd say coffee is definitely the big one. Or Do one you remember when ones. we were looking at, we were trying to make a coffee like cocktail, cocktail? Mm -hmm. and like there isn't, I mean, I agree. It's uh, I would have it because I like coffee. If you like coffee, you should have it. But there's not a whole lot. I would disagree that there's not a whole lot. We were kind of limited in 
what we had at the bar. Because if you were going out and building your own bar and you know you like coffee, you can purchase lots of things around that make drinks like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you love coffee, you're probably drinking a white Russian, the dude abides. Of course. Or a black Russian, which is just a white Russian without the cream. Um, but we've made several really good coffee, like using iced coffee, a little bit of ouzo, and the coffee liqueur, killer. For the, uh, what is that? What does that make? Uh, I don't make something really special. It has yet to be named. Try it. We're still workshopping. If you yeah, you, yeah, you know, we just we we were just fooling around. Is riffing. it like a martini or what? No, is it? no, it's more like it would be. It's like in a coffee or a Collins glass or a pint glass. Hmm. Espresso martinis have kind of been my recent fascination thing. I really like. Yeah. What have, what have you, you come up them? with? Yeah. Hmm? Where do you get them? You seeing them at the Yacht, Yacht Club? Club? Yeah. Yacht Club. Okay. The Hagstrom's really like them. So Charlie bartends obviously mm. someplace else as well as at the I'm, distillery. I'm so a trader. It's fine. <laughs> You're honing your skills in yeah, a different exactly. environment. I think you should widen the net for right, sure. Sure. Um, other liqueurs that are important for a, a home bar where you can build something as common as a uh, margarita, margarita is you need a oh, triple sec. Yep. Now you can go out and buy to Kuiper's triple sec, which is, and, and so triple sec for those that aren't aware already is just an orange flavored syrup. That's all it is. But you can go all the way down to De Kuiper's, which is almost like orange schnapps at, you know, 25 proof all the way up to Grand Marnier, which is an elevated, much more elevated, probably use better oranges. And they, I think they fortify it with brandy. Cognac. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's 80 proof. So it's, and it's stronger. Right. Which in. When we talk about that, an 80 proof spirit, you can build a cocktail around a 30 proof spirit. Uh, a 30 proof spirit is something you add to something else. So that's one of the things we've done it for our both our Concilio Rosso, which is our version of a Campari type spirit. And with our Monkey Joe, which is our coffee liqueur, we're making them higher proof so that people can build spirits using it rather than adding it to a cocktail. And are you doing that across the board? I've seen that in the stores, you can buy high proof versions of the same and low proof. Oh, they have like both. They have like types. both, like a, a 40 proof and an 80 proof, essentially the same thing. We're And we're making those lower proof ones for use in the distillery. Yeah. But we're not making them for distribution yet sure. just because our distribution isn't that broad as it is but mm -hmm. even the cocktail uh masters that are out and about at the local bars have have told us they like the fact that we're making higher proof spirits yeah yeah more options for them yeah so triple sec grand marnier um that's another one that you should have even a small bottle of um you know charlie mentioned coffee liqueur you could do a creme de cocoa uh, as opposed to a coffee liqueur, it'll give you that coffee chocolate flavor. Um, and then you're going to need some sort of margarita concoction besides the Grand Marnier or triple sec. Now, you don't have to buy margarita mix. In fact, I would tell you, don't ever buy margarita mix. It's literally sugar, just corn syrup and <laughs> fake lime juice and yeah. additives. I mean, if you just get a single lime and have Grand Marnier and, you know, tequila, you can make a <laughs> killer really margarita. margarita. The salt is probably more important than the mix. Would agree. Okay. Anything else? Any comments on ingredients outside of those? 
We always have a bottle of Galliano that never gets used, but we love having it around. So Galliano is a vanilla liqueur. Um, I, I have actually thought about making it. It's yellow in color. Yep. Uh, comes in a very tall, skinny bottle. Not good for putting in your cupboard. Cupboard. Yeah, anywhere, frankly. Now, the shout-out goes back to Rooters, which is a bar in Fargo, North Dakota, in college. And when you went in there, the drink that you ordered was called root beer. Vodka, Coke, regular Coca-Cola, yeah, and a drizzle of Galliano on the top. And it immediately tasted like root beer. Hmm. I got to try that. That sounds good. It's really good. And, you know, for college students, it's an easy yes. Yeah, but that was, Coke. But Rooters was always where we went, and everybody always ordered a root beer, which was that. And Galliano was like an expensive, and, and now it's becoming much harder to find. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of import problems or supply well, I problems. I think it but. goes back to the fact that it's a really tall bottle. <laughs> they pissed too many people off. Yeah. I should there's make no, it in a <clears throat> little squat. Exactly. Bottle. There's no, there's no spot on the store shelf for it. Just, just saying, I'm just saying things to things you got to remember. All right. Galliano's, if you're listening, come make, make a change. squat bottle garnishes. Ooh, I don't know if that's necessary, but well, well, I, I actually think that's what separates a, good drink from a great drink is the accoutrement i mean now i i'm also like when when i see someone serve a gin and tonic and they put like the tiniest little old chunk of lime that you couldn't squeeze juice out of if you had a vice grip i think why did you add this were you at the wedding (laughs) (laughs) that bad huh no no it was typical it and it's fun. one it's one thing if if you're like uh one of the things that people are doing right now is they'll take a blood orange and it's dried it's you know been dehydrated and they add it to a cocktail that's pretty it's not something you're gonna like, taste i don't i don't know maybe you maybe it well it was rehydrate it. in it and then maybe yeah. you could eat it but i don't think you want to eat it i don't think you would either yeah. but it, but but they are pretty and sometimes you know like when someone puts a flower into a cocktail i think it's beautiful i'm not gonna I'm talking about simple things like making sure you have fresh limes and you give someone enough where when they squeeze it, it's actually adding lime juice to the cocktail because yeah. that's acid is a big part of making a good drink. Sweet, acid, and the base spirit. I mean, every single cocktail is based on those things. Speaking of which, what is your opinion on like wheel versus wedge when it comes oh, to lemons? Because I this am, is the hot debate. I am not a wheel fan because they're hard to squeeze. It's kind of like there's less juice in it, and it's, it seems like more of just a thing that decorates the rim than actually is meant to put well, that's juice. An, that's into a good your... point. I, I think I think if you fold a wheel in half and squeeze the juice out of it, and then put it back into a wheel and put it down the side of the glass inside, that's my jam. Right. I figure. don't. I don't like the thing perched up on the top of the glass. I don't because then you're basically putting it on your customer. I mean, if they don't want fruit, don't don't, don't give them fruit. But if they're, but if you're garnishing it, put it in the drink. It's you're you're the mixologist. You're the bartender that are trying to make something that you want them to enjoy. If you think you know how you want them to enjoy it, make it that way. All right. Like yeah, was that? that would have to be a change at the distillery. Here's I mean, a, not that big, but no, well, some of it. Some, some of it. On the it side. just depends. Yeah. I'm mostly a wedge. You like this? It's just easier. To your point, you know. I don't think it's a wedge. 
Here's something that we didn't think about when we started this uh, tasting room that we've come to, to learn now. Use it all. The Luxardo cherry juice that we make our Lux G&T with, that has become one of the most popular gin and tonics we sell. Mm -hmm. And I have thrown so much syrup, cherry syrup away in my life. Idiot. And I could have been using it the whole time. You know, and it's not, that's not just grenadine water that's red flavored sugar water. We're talking about the it's, mascara syrup. Yeah, it's really, really good. I wonder if they use, like, I wonder what kind of sugar they use when they make that syrup. That I want to know how they make that stuff. It's too good. Anyway, we, because uh, we, one of the hard parts of this is that a, a can of Luxardo cherries now is $100. Well, that's a five pound can seems in excessive. our case. It seems excessive, except those are the best. I mean, they sell them in little, like more reasonable sized jars for 25 or so dollars. 25, yeah. And that's got like 50 in it. So that you could itemize it on the menu with cherry <laughs> 1450. Well, and then um, someone told me recently that the Luxardo family or the family that owns Luxardo. Um, were more or less run out of their country during World War One. I, I looked it up. It's true. Yeah, and they took a single sapling with them, and that's where it all came from. And reestablished the farm in Italy, which is now where the Luxardo cherries come from. I mean, that what is an awesome last name. I mean, Imagine even if that's only mostly Luxardo. true, <laughs> that's a fantastic story. Where were they from? Germany, I think. No, no. so. Uh, like Poland or something yeah, yeah. like that. It was Germany, one of those. Poland, Netherlands. I mean, they could have been from anywhere, really. Europe. Europe. Yeah, I think it was the Czech Republic, but or Slovakia, maybe. Give it a look. Regardless. We're giving it a look. Google come, knows. Come on, Harry. We'll let we'll let Charlie Sorry. verify that. But um, but anyway, the 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 point is, make sure you use it. Even even when you're talking about putting an orange slice into an old fashioned, you'd be better off taking a tiny bit of peel off, squeezing it, and it, it you know getting that uh, orange oil into the drink rather than just taking a chop and throwing it in there. Where are they from? They're from Croatia. Ah, yeah. that's right. Which yeah. wasn't Croatia at the time, but is now Croatia. Okay. Was part of the USSR, you mean? Or you... Uh, get the phone back get out. Get the phone back out. Get the phone say? back out. Where are they from? What a cool last name. It's it's called the Dal it was, called, so it was cool. the Dalmatian Coast at the time. Hmm. It's still the Dalmatian coast. It's just part of Croatia. Yeah. Well, we'll figure it out. Hmm. Interesting. Feel free to look that up at home. Yeah, for those of you playing at home. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, next step, glassware. Anybody want to start? I mean, there's some simple ones. You can go ahead and hammer them out that you there's use every day. The old-fashioned, which yeah. I... Highball. Highball high ball glass. Old-fashioned to low-ball glass. Not for us. Not for us? No, we Not use, a, for we us, use a, no. our our old fashioned glass is technically a highball. Okay. Really? Hmm. There's a Collins mm -hmm. martini glass. Yes. Coop. We have the coop. I don't do you think you'd need a coop for a home bar? I don't know if you I don't think, know what a coop is. So a coop is a shallow bowl. Um much like a martini glass, except its shape is a little more Oh, sure. Petite, if you will. It's kind of it's the mix fancy. between a wine glass and yes. like a martini. I you didn't know, know that was called a coupe. Uh, and I'll, I'll, I will try and say or define this as you'd use a coupe or a martini glass when you're serving just the spirit, right? You might 
you might be adding a little juice or a little syrup or a little something, but it's booze forward. There's no ice in your glass. Right. And so four ounces is going to fill a coupe, whereas four ounces will fill an eight ounce glass full of ice. And so it's about, you wouldn't want to serve someone a four ounce drink in an eight ounce glass empty um, or with no ice because it would look empty. And so some of it's about presentation and you don't, you know, a four ounce drink with two ounces of alcohol, you're not getting cheated, right? You're just drinking all of the expense. And I suppose that's how I see the point of the martini in the coupe glass is it's pre-chilled and you don't want it to be any more diluted than it is when it's served. Yeah, because the ice is going to change the drink over time and you don't want that with certain cocktails. So at home... Do you need a coupe glass and a martini glass? Probably not no. because it would. They serve the same. Either purpose. one would would be would work in the other's mm-hmm. uh, stead. And, you know, t- Collins glasses, we use them because we serve so many things. They're with, tall and slender like a silo. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And some of that tall, slender silo is for appearance. Some of it is for it's a 12 ounce glass with six or seven ounces of liquid in it and ice. Some of it is it's it's more of a, a it's a better presentation when you're talking about something that has beauty in the drink itself. So something with effervescence or something with a little ma- mint, yeah, yeah, mint or other things that are involved in the drink. Are you talking like also like if you did a sunrise to get the look? Yeah, for, yeah. right. That's what okay. I mean. Yeah. So you can layer a cocktail into something like that, and it'll be prettier. Also, for any cocktails that are best enjoyed through a straw. That's a tall enough glass that you can put a long straw on it. Mojitos, Mo- legs. Right. That's a, the and that's one that I try and help people understand too. When you drink a mojito or a, a bootleg through the straw, you drink it through the straw because um, the flavor will settle to the bottom. Mm-hmm. You could do a copper if you're a mule fan. Copper mug changes. You found that out. We found that out recently, right? Yeah. Changes the way it tastes, but it also changes. It dramatically changes the way the drink feels because the copper, the cold, cold. goes so much so much better through copper than through glass. Glass mm-hmm. is an insulator. So a problem always at home, I think, is ice. You guys have great ice at Lucky Guys, but you know the ice that comes out of your, or at least out of our fridge, is not good. It's not that great. I got to be honest. Wow, this uh, this vodka Collins tuna melt right. is great. <laughs> so that's always you know we always try to have a bag of you know decent ice i guess you can call ice from cub or whoever actually if you if you if you want to support another small business minnesota ice okay uh that's who we get our ice from uh and it's my understanding that they sell to stores now too so even if you want the cubes yep um you can buy those out and about i'd i'd I'll try and figure out if I can maybe put a link on. Um, it makes it makes a huge difference. It does make a huge difference. I would even say that if you're if you're serious about a home bar, you need an ice machine. Yeah, and you can get an under counter ice machine. I know it's like twelve fifteen hundred dollars for a scratch and dent version, but it's abs. We way back when we we I had to buy one, and I when I got there they had like a closeout special. And so I bought two and I stuck one at the lake and everybody at our lake calls it the MVP because it never fails to deliver, you know, great, clear, cold ice that's fresh because an ice machine, unlike your freezer at home, it continually melts and drains away and refreshes the top with 
fresh ice. That's the way an ice machine works. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, if you're not doing that, then basically you're just tasting stale old ice. Yeah. And that's your point. Right. Yeah. I never thought it would be so important, but I don't think I can live with that one now. When I move out, I'm going to need to buy one. <laughs> it's going to be on the wedding registry. <laughs> oh, who's going to there? That? Is there news there? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. With it. <laughs> Really? Yeah, we're eloping. See you guys later. Yeah, see ya. Nice. Nice. Go to Jamaica. Really? Yeah. Any reason for that? Mm. Anything that you want to do in oh, Jamaica? <laughs> you know, make, you draw your own conclusion on that one. Here. You just go to Illinois. Mm. So I took Girl. a quick look at my bar at home before I came over. And I had a couple bottles of bourbon, mm -hmm. a bottle of Irish whiskey, a couple bottles of vodka, we have, Michelle and I fell in love with a uh, liqueur that we got turned on to from some friends in Italy called Chinar. Mm. Really good. Just like after dinner over ice. What's the flavor What does it taste like? It tastes a little bit like Coke. Mm. But I think it's made with artichokes. Come on. Of all things. There's an artichoke on the label. And it tastes so, like Coca-Cola. Yeah. So it's very like rooty. Yeah, it's just so good. It's a digestive, so you know, have it after dinner. Um, I haven't tried it in a cocktail because I think the alcohol content is pretty low. Um, they usually are. They have they serve a lot of apérol in Italy, so mm -hmm. I have a bottle of that. Um, what am I missing? Gin, of course. I have a couple bottles of gin. Lucky. What's your favorite gin? I like Bombay Sapphire. Hmm. Um, 19 botanicals in Bombay Sapphire. See, um, we got turned on to gin again, not surprisingly, when we were in London. Yeah, of course. Oh, my God. It's like we didn't know what gin was until it's like they serve it in a giant goblet. And, yes, oh. that's the way we do. Yeah. It's got it's got to be. It's so awesome. pretty. Yeah. I I think we've told this story on the first podcast, but if we didn't, we went, we went into that gin store and there were... 200, 250 yeah. different gins more than i could count yeah and that was i'm kind of excited to get some of our equipment back up and running our farmer lost his mill for a little while so we haven't made anything but i'm gonna make an orange gin is the mill back yeah it's back so as of today it's back, that's huge baby. yeah so i'm gonna make an orange gin i'm kind of excited about that we gotta make a london dry too that has one of the things that separates a dry gin from a regular gin is pepper Peppercorn is pepper, used. Pepper, 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 pepper in my mm. um, Before we forget, let's talk quickly about what equipment you need outside of an ice Tools. machine. Yeah, you can keep it pretty simple. I'd say for the average bartender, like the shaker is obviously. So you you probably make more cocktails than anyone. Why don't you give us your absolute have tos? The absolute have tos. It's a pretty short list. It's so a good pair of shakers that don't leak on you because. Crappy shakers can tend to leak. So many places to go with that, and I'm just, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to get in trouble with my wife when she listens to the podcast. Right, right. Got to keep it PG. Smart. We are rated. So, yeah, a good pair of shakers that keep a good seal for any shaking cocktails. <laughs> Can't help it. Um, a muddler is something that a lot of people don't use, but I think really does elevate. So, do you like the wooden ones, or do you like the ones that we have with the little... So the metal ones have the heavy back end, which is good for cracking big ice cubes into smaller pieces, which is kind of a thing that nobody really is going to is going to be doing. Don't yeah. tell Eric that. So I personally prefer the wooden ones because also I haven't done it yet, but I've seen some of our other employees do it where the metal ones can break 
like glasses if you're a little too rough with them. Yeah, exactly. So the wood ones, they're cheaper, they're safer, they're just as practical if you're not going to plan on cracking any ice cubes, which I doubt someone who's building their own bar is going to be planning on doing. Yeah. A strainer for the shaker and a bar spoon, which is good for mixing. You can also do cool party tricks where if you pour down the end of the bar spoon, it's twirled like that, so it'll run all the way down the spoon and in. A bar spoon is often a measurement for very small amounts of whatever it is you could be putting in a cocktail. And honestly, those are the... And a peeler. And a peeler, right? A citrus peeler. And a jigger. Yeah, you need something to measure. Uh, Measuring glass or jiggers. Yes. Yeah, I know you know that and just forgot it. But uh, And for the, the uninitiated out there when it comes to that, an ounce is a shot, an ounce and a half is a strong shot. Is a strong shot and two ounces is a jigger. And so my grandpa, correct? Yeah. Yeah. And my grandpa used to make sure he said, hey, give him a whole, uh, give him a whole jigger. Don't be cheap. <laughs> that was his way of saying to their, his guests that he was a generous host, that they got a full jigger of Jack Daniels in their cocktail. I also think if you actually have like an actual bar, get a bar mat. Because this weekend at that party, we didn't have one. And just it was mess messy. everywhere. It got so messy. Really? And like, I don't know. They can't be that expensive. Just keep No, clean. God, no. You can, bar mats are. And you I can mean, get a cool one too. Like, five, five bucks. I think we paid two or three bucks for ours at the uh, restaurant. So people. yeah, I'd do it if you have like a, a space for it, I guess. Yeah. Especially if you're going to do a party and like be making a lot of stuff. It you're going to want it. It does keep the mess contained. That's and also, quick back to the jiggers. They're often sold as like a flippable, like three-quarter ounce on the top, ounce and a half on the back, and you like flip them back and forth. They're a little hard to use, and they're a little tedious. What we have been using at the distillery that I have kind of fallen in love with and like everywhere else it's is just, glass. It's just a glass, four ounces all the way full, and it's got a one ounce, one and a half ounce, two ounce, three ounce line on it. So and that's, can, that's another shout-out to Grandpa Daryl um, is the – one of the things I bought has at his auction um, when he passed away was his blue lined jigger glass that he used from well for my whole life that I can remember, and it, it was that that was what made me buy those as I saw those on Amazon and decided that would be easier for us that you'd only need to have the one you don't need to have three or four different sizes so that I thought I agree with you I love it's it. great I love them do you remember at home there was a storm and I was making a cocktail for someone like maybe your mom or even maybe you i feel like you would have made it for you and you were like use this one and it was that one and charlie goes and if you break it dad will kill you because <laughs> that's what he told me when uh, i was didn't break said, it i didn't break it so we're good that whole bar in our basement is an homage to him so it's that's fun yeah it's cool it's cool all right what else Let's talk about cocktails in movies. The movie oh. Cocktail, the greatest movie of all time. Oh, my. The With Minions Tom movie Chris. had cocktail in it? No. Cocktail. Laws. The only thing good about that movie was Elizabeth Shue. Let's be honest. She was very good. But that was Coglin Laws. Bury, <laughs> bury the dead. They stink up the joint. There's a bunch of terrible lines there. My, my favorite cocktail movie reference is always going to be the Bond James Bond. I mean... I was going to say the Vesper Martini was popular just because they ordered in that one movie. Yeah. And all it was was um, 
What it's it? gin and this one liqueur that nobody ever has. Lillette. Yeah. Lillette. Midori. Yeah. Midori. Very important. <laughs> That's a melon liqueur. That Very up. important that you have Midori. The bartending school bar. that we no. went through. It's not. Taught us <laughs> three cocktails don't. with Midori in it. No. You'll never one. use it again. It was what else? I remember the Scooby Snack, which there was, was like a party snack, shot. And then there was two other shots that had them. And there was... Who's ever ordered a Scooby Snack? Maybe My I'll be God. the first. I gotta Don't wait a little me. bit. But yeah, they taught us about it so much. And I have never seen it ordered no. anywhere ever. I feel like if you I went, feel went like to a bar a... and said, I want a Scooby Snack, they'd be like... A what? What do you want me to do here? <laughs> and then you go, pineapple juice, Midori and cream. And then they'll just kick you out. Get out. Get out. <laughs> You child. Anyway, the, the the vodka martini shake and not stirred. And when you talk about shake and not stirred, that's actually in the I think in the book because I read the book. Yeah, you're, by you're the resident. Fleming. You're the resident Bond expert. I figured you would have this on your list. Did he ever drink anything other than that? Oh yeah, but not very often. Um, and he originally ordered it stirred, not shaken, because shaken anything bruises supposedly bruises the spirit because it again you're emulsifying something and you might you're doing something i personally don't know exactly what bruising does to the cocktail but it would no i didn't i did read this um there are forward flavors and lesser flavors in just about every spirit and by bruising the forward you bring the lesser flavors more forward um, so it'll change the flavor. Anyway, so he ordered it stirred, not shaken, and it's been changed to shaken, not stirred for the yeah. rest of time. Because the other distinction with it is unless you double strain it, when you shake, you get little ice chips in with your drink. So it's it'll dilute, dilute. a little more mm-hmm. than yeah. a stirred drink. That makes sense. So anyway, that's my my favorite reference. But he did drink. I've seen him drink wine many times. Yeah, yeah. And he, uh, that one time where he says, uh, he's talking about cognac you remember this one? No. This is from um, Goldfinger. Golden face. Goldfinger. <laughs> and he says, he, they asked him about this cognac and he says, it smells like a 300-year-old fiend indifferently blended. <laughs> Preposterous. And M just looks at him and gives him the eye. Um, Big Lebowski. Yeah, well. The White Russian. We got the homage for that. He never didn't have a White Russian in his hand. At like any point, I think that's all he ever drank. At the very end, where he orders two beers, that's it. What? Yeah. So when he's he's at the bar, he goes to the bar, and then with Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott's sitting there, and that's where he just orders two oat sodas and then leaves. (laughs) The dude buds. So that's another easy classic. I had three that I thought of that I always like from movies. Um, One, my wife's favorite scene in a movie called Out of Sight. Ever seen it? Not know. sure. It's a Elmore Leonard book. Um, George Clooney, J Lo, and they're in a bar in a high rise in a up overlooking the city. And I won't give away the whole story, but anyway, she orders bourbon, water back. That's it. And I didn't know what water back meant. I don't know what water back means. It just means a shot of water. So, so you can water. so you can blend. Okay. I've had people order that before. So it's just one shot of water and then whiskey. So the whiskey is in the glass. Yeah. Neat. The water's in a, like oh, a, a separate, small glass yeah, or a shot chaser. glass so that you can no, so you can add it and cut the whiskey the way you'd like it. Some people, yeah. you know, if you there was one where James Bond orders a branch, um, a scotch with a side of branch water. And I don't know what branch water, I assume it just means distilled water. Yeah, maybe. So that he can 
adjusted. So there's another one that James Bond ordered. So I'm not doing it justice, but you have to watch this movie and you have to watch that particular scene. First of all, you will love the movie. It's great. So do Out that. of sight, you said? Out, Out of, of sight. sight. Cool. Um, the second one, you guys are young and you being a fan of the 80s, 16 Candles, mm. right? Jake's, the, the geeks in the bar with Jake after the party and he's mixing a martini. It's awesome. You got to see that scene. You've seen 16 Candles. I haven't. Oh, my God. You're killing me. No. You are you are one of the biggest fans of his genre. I don't know that, like, I'm not sure I ever made them. Cause the stuff that, that they've. John Hughes? Yeah. Yes, John Hughes. And that's Hughes. a Ferris Bueller guy, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I want. You do love Ferris Bueller. I love Ferris Bueller, and I've heard that 16 Candles is good. I've heard that. 16 Breakfast Candles Club might be John Hughes' good. best. I think there's another one that I think there's like I've eight. Heard a lot of, you can yeah. watch anything. So I think I Pretty in Pink, Breakfast Club. They're all anything. the same. It's all the same movie. It's the same movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we'll finish with Gross Point Blanks. So, yeah, exactly. So my third one is Orange Whip, Orange Whip, Orange Whip. <laughs> three Orange Whips. Three Orange Whips. Blues Brothers. I use it all the time. But that's not a cocktail, is it? It's it just, is. It is a, a cocktail. Okay. I had to look it up, but it is a cocktail. What's in it? I don't know. It's orange forward. Grand, I know that's it's got to be grand. Apparently, it tastes like a like a dreamsicle. Right. We're gonna have to. That'd be really good. Let's so, make it. Google knows. Bring it up. Let's um, make it this afternoon. Wake up juice from Back to the Future Three. <laughs> <laughs> Rum, vodka, cream, orange juice. What that's about what about snake juice? What? Where's snake? Is that from Back to the Future Two? Parks and Rec. Snake, snake juice. juice. Yeah. <laughs> The one that got like banned by you, the or yeah, you, yeah, you could get it at the snake hole. Or there's cactus juice from Rango. Oh boy. Come on. Come on. Harrison, this morning we were talking in the car and um, we've got this friend who's dealing with like some sort of condition that has his eyes a little more yellow than we think they should be in. <laughs> Jaundice? <laughs> well, it could be. Um, and so Harrison said, or Charlie said, I don't think red eyes have ever actually been in a thing. And Harrison quoted a cartoon <laughs> as proof that it has. <laughs> it's encouraging. Oh. Something's going on. I don't know. I don't, less smart than when I went to college, as Charlie loves to say. <laughs> You've gotten stupider. It's the Oklahoma effect. Ooh. Uh-oh. Based. Based. Don't let What Jesse if our Oklahomans that? hear that? They probably agree with me. Now, Cartology will never establish a Be, base fandom. As a B, as a kid who grew up in North Dakota, I've got nothing to say. Oh, but also I looked at a heat map of the United States. It was excessive drinking by county, which is, you know, excessive. Wisconsin. You is can just see blood Oklahoma red. white. Like there's no excessive yeah, And drinking. there's history there. They were one of the states that kept prohibition laws after prohibition got abolished Ooh, now dropping well, knowledge that's, that's a good one because so like stillwater oklahoma is different because it's college town there's liquor stores everywhere but in okc there's one big liquor store one hmm. and so that's the one i need to get my stuff in you know the volstead act was started in minnesota i did know that our uh, congressman volstead from granite falls i think was the lead author of what became probably known as prohibition because oh, now wisconsin every county in wisconsin dark is dark like so there's funny. the most excessive drinking in every county in wisconsin and then you can see minnesota i call it home it makes sense well, like geez. it does well okay you can drink as an 18 year old if your parent is there and like there are definitely 
a lot of best rule ever. <laughs> I can. I feel like there are a good amount that take a. Take I will never. I will role. never so, ever understand that you can join the army at eighteen but not have a beer. Ever, you can risk your life for the country, but. <laughs> well, the Nelk boys exist now, so. The what? U.S. government's got to be careful. It's these group of like they're literally just like I don't know frat boys. They're pretty much frat boys. They have their own seltzer company. Their whole brand is just like we go to parties, we get drunk and do and stupid we things. do stupid things when we get drunk. And then there's like an actual giant cult following. Are and they it's all, so stupid? Are they all named Chad? There's probably all, at least one of them. I think one of them is named Chad. And there's like I don't know. They all got I don't know basic Chad. names. So Chad, Kyle, Jack. I think that's honestly their names. So <laughs> Harrison, so, do you have a favorite cocktail in a movie? I'd probably go with the White Russian, Lugowski. Yeah, I it's, think it's hard to I go wrong that. with that. I think I was a part of getting that on the menu. I lucky guys. Well, you were because you were bowling legend. Yeah. See, well, there's that too. Only three hundred game in our family. I mean, that's one game. Just three hundred. You got three hundred in one game. In one yeah, game, because okay. I've I've got three hundred. I mean, that's not an issue. <laughs> three hundred series, right? Um, I'm trying to think of more bowling movies. Is there Charlie? any cocktail in Kingpin? Kingpin, uh, probably not. I, I have to one watch isn't back. coming to mind for me right now. Mm, that's okay. I'm trying to think. So uh, I guess in wrap it up form, I think if you're interested in talking more about what your bar needs to have or what um how you'd build it come see us lucky guys distillery hudson wisconsin we're right on main street across the street kitty corner i guess you know kitty corner is a local thing um kitty corner from the dairy queen on exit one um we have got summer drinks uh that are on the menu right now including the lucky bastard actually eric wandra uh, is doing a great job of coming up with new i new ideas mm -hmm. for us frequently uh he's always willing to riff off of anything that we've got to make you something that no one else has made uh if you ask for it try not to do it on a busy night um but you know we've got uh this walnut liqueur we've got this rhubarb liqueur we've got uh our white, yeah. the white whiskey. Cocoa. we've got our white whiskey yeah. right now that's featured in our summer uh spicy margarita. mango margarita yeah that and that thing is fantastic the bomb pop Oh, yeah, we've got a new Bomb Pop vodka that we're uh, launching. We haven't got the label for it yet, but I've got some great artwork again from our art team of Chris Browning and Mark Rainey that just keep coming up with great stuff. So we're happy to make you new cocktails to make you smile. Uh, old cocktails, if you're a classic, we, we got started in this thing to make classic cocktails fresh again. Uh, we hope you learned something today, something fun, something funny. Uh, learned how to build a bar, maybe what you need to put back there. So if you want, come and see us, uh, lucky guys in Hudson, get something old, get something new. We're happy to put something together with you, but either way, we hope you get lucky. Well, I'm not for everyone.